When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you have. I have a daughter who lives in Southern California and has had an emergency bag packed now for four days. Is areas near where she lives have been evacuated because of the wildfires that have spread in what may be unprecedented ways in modern times in Washington State, Oregon, and California. It's uh, come with great loss of life and disruption. And when my daughter shows me live views out the window of her apartment, and you see this sky that is um, at times dramatically beautiful, weirdly, and then other times just looks like a layer of smog, like you could take scissors and cut it or something. And she works, uh, she's a college student, junior, but she also works at a yoga studio, and they're doing their classes outdoors. Those have had to be canceled. That's a minor inconvenience compared to her not getting paid for a job, worried about is she going to have to leave at a moment's notice and go somewhere else in order to be safe is she may end up in an evacuation zone and the the power of these fires is just absolutely amazing and frightening and you know this is not a political show but i want to mention to you that the way this is being looked at through the lens of the two presidential campaigns could not be more different in terms of these fires with uh, the president talking about uh, forest management and the challenger, uh, former Vice President Biden, focusing strictly on climate change. And the reality is with so many things in life, even though people in a political way always draw these stark contrasts of different positions, The reality is that we're facing a double problem here, and both need to be addressed. You know, in terms of forest management, it's been a problem for years that we are not managing forests well in the West, and it creates the perfect conditions for fires because we're not doing the things necessary that are basic forest management 101 and obviously that's something we need to do but to ignore the role of climate change in this is really a fool's errand because it is the combination of the two things that has led to the severe problems that are life-threatening and obviously destroying billions of dollars in property across the west And, you know, I know that when you get into 
climate change and all that. There are people who deny it's happening. There are people who say that we have to change everything we do. And again, if you drill down to what we need to be looking at, we need to have clear policies that will improve the competitive position of the United States and give us the ability to create where the future jobs are in the world and also to allow us to navigate the successes of the Chinese in moving towards more modern ways of providing energy for an economy than we have really been focused on. So we can't go from living on oil, gasoline, natural gas, to everything being this nirvana of running off of renewables and you know solar and wind and geothermal and hydro and all that, nuclear, uh, which I believe is part of the equation. This is a process that has to be done over time. And I look so much at Texas and the tremendous change that Texas has brought about in the energy mix. If you think about Texas historically, it was all about oil and natural gas. But Texas has been uh, perhaps the most innovative in the United States in both drilling with hydraulic fracking for oil and natural gas, tough market right now with the decline in the price of oil and natural gas, but also at the forefront of moving towards smart ways of transmitting energy across the grid and using solar and wind and now batteries as a way to change the mix of energy. So we can't just turn off the way we've done everything, but we really have to methodically move towards a new way of supplying energy in the United States and not allow the Chinese to corner the future because although right now oil, natural gas, and gasoline are so much in in some parts of the country, coal, which is mostly irrelevant now, but coal still has a small role, not to allow the energy supplies of the past to keep us from focusing on the future for world leadership. Because let me tell you, I don't want the Chinese to control the supplies of the various components that are part of the new waves of energy that are going to power the world. And I think about automotive transportation. Do you know only 5% of vehicles being purchased in the world are electric today? Smaller than that in the United States. But in the next 10 years, we're going to steadily migrate from gasoline engine vehicles to electric. And we want to supply the energy for that electricity here in the United States instead of depending on imports from China. And part of the benefit of all this are the jobs it creates, the economic opportunity that will come out of it, and also the ability to deal with the climate change that we're experiencing. So we got a lot of things we need to be focused on. Right now, though, it always seems with the political parties, they go into their little corners, they say their same stuff over and over again, and they don't embrace the larger picture. 
It's time for your questions. You post it for me at clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate asking your questions. And Kim, who are we starting with? Today we're starting with Christy. She is in California and she's talking about the wildfires. She says, with our wildfires in California, I've been reviewing my homeowner's insurance policy. I see that we've been paying $20 for identity theft recovery, which I've learned is supposedly to help me if my identity is stolen. If that happens, my homeowner's insurance say they will pay up to $15,000 of the cost of clearing it up. I've never had my ID stolen. I don't know if this is a genuine threat, and I'm wondering if this is money I should be paying for a service that maybe I don't need. So, yes, your identity is very much at risk. ID theft is a massive problem, but solving it with paying a premium to your homeowner's insurer is not really a necessary step in its uh, use of money I would not recommend. I'd rather see you freeze your credit, something that first became an idea in the state of California before it spread around the country long ago in California. And what uh, credit freeze does is it prevents almost all the aspects of financial identity theft, which is really what your homeowner's insurance policy would be covering. So I have at Clark.com a credit freeze guide. It's free to freeze your credit files. It does not affect the credit you have at all, but what it does is it preserves your ability to prevent a criminal from applying for credit as if they are you. And as far as the wildfires, I hope that you remain safe and that you don't end up in an evacuation mode. Joel? Clark Gregg in California says, last week you mentioned to a caller that on MarketWatch, you could enter what you're looking for in terms of real estate and that MarketWatch would come up with a list of places to live that meet your criteria. Well, I went to their website and downloaded the app and I can't find it. Any chance you can tell listeners how to find this tool? Oh my goodness. It's one of those obscure sub web addresses that goes on and on and on. There's no way I can describe it to you right here on the show. And it was something that for days was right on the MarketWatch front screen. But, you know, the way it works with dynamic placement of stories is that once something loses juice, it moves back to a hidden menu. And so then good luck finding it. Well, we have the link for you on our show notes. And with the podcast, when you go look at the uh, description of the Uh, podcast highlights, you'll see the link to be able to click on and use the tool. And the thing that amazed me using it, I had my wife do it too, is the places it shows you are places you may not have ever thought about based on your interests you'd want to live. The funny thing was that when my wife and I compared our lists, we only had one place in common. So we obviously have Certain areas that are of much greater interest to one of us than the other. Kim? Christina in Alaska says, Our family recently moved to a town whose economy relies heavily on the cruise industry. We're renting right now, but rentals in our small town are expensive, so we're looking to purchase a home. We've saved up enough to make an all-cash offer, but we're curious about your thoughts on the economy of towns that rely heavily on tourism. 
We'd love to be more settled in our new town, but if cruise ships don't come back next summer, we also don't want the housing market to crash. So I'm expecting that the most avid cruise passengers will be back in uh, at some point in 21, but a real recovery of the cruise industry, I think, is a 22 event. So communities like in the Inside Passage of Alaska that depend economically overwhelmingly on the cruise ship industry are likely looking at, gosh, a roughly two-year period where the economy is going to get no juice from the cruise industry. So if your decision in buying is really based on such a short window, then it wouldn't make sense potentially to buy yet. Uh, But anytime you're looking at buying a home, I like for it to be a seven-year decision or longer. If you look out seven years, what's going on right now with the cruise ship industry will not be relevant over a seven-year or longer period. And if you have cash to pay for a property, you still will have good money for a rainy day fund, then paying cash and being done with it sounds like a great idea buying a property. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kevin is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Good afternoon to you. I understand sympathies are in order that you lost a loved one. Uh, yes. I had a aunt who uh, passed away a, a little bit ago, and she left a, a generous inheritance to my 19-year-old son. Wow. Nephews usually don't get big inheritance. Yeah, she was a, she was a doting aunt, and uh, she didn't have any children of her own, so it was a very generous of her, and... and uh, I was calling because uh, it's roughly enough to fund about two years of college for my son. Very nice. And he's, he's just graduated high school, and he's working a part-time job, and he's going to community college, and he doesn't need that money right now. So we were thinking, you know, if he does two years of community college and then he wanted to transfer to a four-year university, he might need most of that money at that time, but that would be two years down the road. So I was trying to, I was seeking your advice on, uh, you know, what is the best way to invest most of that money for the short term? Unfortunately, with a window as short as your son's got, you can't invest. You can only save. Okay. Because uh, any kind of investment has too much risk that you could lose some of the money in the short term. Investing really is a longer kind of thing, minimum, I mean, absolute minimum, a five-year period. And in this circumstance, I know it sounds dull and boring, but taking the money and putting it in a CD or a savings account, uh, and you're going to find the best rates typically in an online bank or potentially a credit union, but probably better at the online banks, um, just socking the money away 
would make sense. You know, when when you tell me maybe he would go to uh, a four-year college for junior and senior year, you know, it takes me away from what I would normally recommend in this case, which would be putting the money in a 529 college savings plan where any earnings over the next couple of years would be tax-free. But because doing that doesn't sound, from what I'm hearing from you, that's not an absolute certainty. Am I correct? Yeah, you're, you're correct. His plans for the future are pretty vague at the moment. So so in that case, straight savings account is the only really viable alternative or a straight CD. Okay. Well, we did have some of his money in CDs, but the rates lately have been Aren't they pitiful? Low. Yeah, yeah. Now, are crazy. you doing the CDs with an online bank or a traditional? Uh, right now, it was with a traditional full-service brokerage. We oh, we okay. have an existing account with them for other reasons, and we, we just opened an account for my son at the same brokerage just to be able to put that money in a kind of a safe place for now. Yeah, so the CD rate is a fraction of 1%. I believe it would be just under 1% the last time I looked. Yeah, so that would be the advantage of shopping with the onlines. And Bankrate makes that really easy. If you go to bankrate.com, you can click on best CD rates. And none of them are going to be screaming deals right now because interest rates are historically unusually low. But right now you want to preserve the money even more than you want it to grow. And let the two-year clock run see what seems appropriate for use of the money, and if it's college, perfect. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Our websites, clark.com and clarkdeals.com. I got really good news for you. It's weird because... There have been a lot of people who are financial analysts that follow the technology industry and particularly wireless to predict that you and I were going to see meaningfully higher rates for our data services and cell phone services because of the disappearance of Sprint in the takeover by T-Mobile, leaving three national players versus four. Well, it's not going to work out that way. In fact, there are a number of factors that are going to lead to steadily lower prices for you for your wireless services. And it's why if you're a creature of habit and you stay with who you stay with because that's who you've been with, know that you could be costing yourself a lot of money. The industry is going through a lot of change right now and one move it's been big in the financial media today, is that Verizon, which has always been the most expensive company to have cell phone service with, has realized in the last year that being the most expensive isn't going to work anymore. And Verizon is getting a new appreciation of the concept of discounting. They are buying the parent company of a number of discount brands you may be familiar with, like Straight Talk Wireless and um, Total Wireless and TrackPhone and others that are under the parent name TrackPhone, a Mexican company 
that Verizon is spending, I think, $7 billion buying because Verizon's been testing the waters. They've tried uh, Yahoo Mobile as an inexpensive cell phone service. They have uh, their uh, (laughs) invisible company called Visible.com, which is an ultra-cheap cell phone service. I talked about a cheap plan with them just last week that they are offering. And so Verizon is suffering market erosion to the really aggressive T-Mobile. And T-Mobile has been where all the net growth has been in the cell phone business for years now. And Verizon's like, enough. So it doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to see an all-out price war. But the trend is clear as could be that pricing is headed down, particularly for plans with a great deal of data or unlimited data. In the Verizon world, if that's where you live, there are so many different ways now for you to be on Verizon's network at a fraction of the cost of being with name brand Verizon. Verizon's own Visible that I mentioned is so inexpensive. Um, The Yahoo service from Verizon is $39 a month, unlimited data, unlimited talk and text for an individual. Very, very inexpensive plan. Uh, Moves around a lot in price, by the way, so who knows what the price will be the second you look. But the offerings with Total Wireless, especially for families, a very aggressive pricing that puts you on Verizon's network. And so you're going to see T-Mobile not just sit back and let Verizon start taking back market share. You're going to see the benefit of that. Not to mention, people have been very happy with the cell phone service offerings from Comcast under their Xfinity brand and Charter and others that are now in the cell phone space using a technology that uses both rented cell phone capacity and Wi-Fi hotspots as a way to provide affordable cell phone service. It's only going to get better from here, and that's without even mentioning the new DISH network operation that is going to be the fourth player in cell phones that's going to be leading to lower prices. My advice to you, when you open your bill and you see pain point, you look at what you can do. I heard from a friend just last week that she was paying for two lines of cell phone service, $190 a month, and is now paying $70 a month. Try to imagine that. You know, a lot of people on older plans paying big money, and here's one person for two people who's now saving $120 a month. And who couldn't use $120 a month back in their budget? And I've got a comprehensive guide to all the various discount plans available for cell phone service from the big three retail players and then from all the discounters, either they're captives owned by the big three or independents that could save you big money on a monthly bill ongoing. It's time for your questions you posted for me at clark.com slash ask, 
And Kim, are you next? Nope. Nope, it's me. Joel, okay. Yeah. I, I have a 50-50 chance. That's true. Why am I wrong more than 50% of the time? Just don't go to Vegas, Clark. We know you wouldn't anyway, but now's a particularly not a good time. Uh, Steve in Florida has a question. He says, is Outlet a safe way to protect your savings? It's this new kind of online savings account that says that promises at least 6% back on their savings. And, and other people are actually saying they're getting a 10% return on their savings. What do you think? This is not anything like a savings account. It's not FDIC insured. Every time interest rates that people can earn on savings get extra low, there are offers in the marketplace for opportunities for you to earn more on your money, generally where you're operating essentially as a lender. If you look at their website, that's what they say is you're cutting out the middle person and you're uh, a lender and it works till people don't pay you. And this is one of many platforms that will appear over the next few months as people have CDs come up for renewal and see that the interest rates have collapsed at renewal on their CDs, that people are going to be looking for a new place to get some yield. But this is totally different in that you could lose much or all of your money if you become uh, essentially you're a bank lending money to people through an online platform. Uh, as I've shared over the years, I have money with Prosper and Lending Club. I earn more, obviously, than I would at a CD or savings account, but I have loans go bad, and my returns have actually declined this year because of the number of people going delinquent or defaulting on their loans. So it's all a matter of level of risk that you're willing to accept, but this is not anything like putting money in an FDIC-insured savings account or CD. This is high-risk kind of stuff. Kim? Deborah in Georgia says, I submitted receipts for sunscreen to be reimbursed from my FSA. They were denied saying that sunscreen is not an eligible FSA expense. However, many websites like Amazon, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, even the FSA store list sunscreen as an eligible expense. I searched the IRS website and I can't find anything and I'm looking for something definitive to be able to fight this. So this is a very frustrating area. Ever since sunscreens became an eligible FSA expense, the rules are a moving target. And each administrator of FSA funds for employers interprets it how they wish. Some have very different rules on what the um, SPF can be for the sunscreen or uh, what elements have to be part of the sunscreen. And so it's also possible that the administrator of the FSA that you have just doesn't even get into that and include sunscreen. So they're the ones processing it and administering it. And it is an area that does not have clarity to it. So it is possible that you will not be able to get reimbursement for the sunscreen. I would suggest if you want to pursue this further, you talk to the actual administrator of the FSA for your employer and ask what requirements must a sunscreen meet in order to be eligible under your employer's FSA. 
and they either may tell you, well, these are the things it has to have, or they may say, we just flat out don't cover sunscreen. And I know of no legal requirement, although there could be one, I'm not aware of one, that would require them to cover sunscreen under the conditions they set. Joel? Clark Ronald in Nebraska says, I've been considering starting a blog because it seems like that might be a good side job or the term you hear a lot these days is side hustle. There's so many blog websites out there with advice that you have to pay for though in regards to starting a blog. So is it a good idea to pay for one of those or is it something that you think I can figure out on my own? Well, there's a lot to unpack here with the idea of being a blogger because it's not going to be an immediate source of funds, uh, whether you become a blogger or you um, do something on social media, it takes a good time, good length of time to build up a following and build up enough that you're able to generate a decent amount of revenue from being a blogger or somebody who entertains people on social media. So this is, if you have an immediate need for funds, this isn't where it's at Um, but if this is something you see as a long-term play you don't necessarily need to pay somebody for it in the past i've i've recommended wix or squarespace Uh, they have uh, templates and squarespace has one specifically with templates for bloggers these things are very inexpensive to use in many cases they can even be free In addition, in terms of uh, knowing things about blogging, if you search online, you'll find a lot of people who provide information to bloggers and would-be bloggers that aren't even charging for it, that you can just get the info you need to know some of the keys. But what really matters with a blogger is you need a unique view on something, and often you need an entertaining or humorous angle that would bring people back more than once to see the content you've got. Um, Blogging was, if you remember, really, really big 15 years ago, faded for a good while, and now blogging, it's like something old that's new again, is popular again, not as much as it was then, but it's still possible that it's a way you could eventually earn some money. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kelsey's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Kelsey. Hi. Kelsey, I understand that you have been in an unusual situation and that your late 20s 
but you don't have anything other than authorized user status credit cards. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So are you working full-time? No, 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 not at all. Oh, what are you doing? Well, since this year, basically nothing since March. Oh, because um, of Corona. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you're interested in getting your own credit now, but you've got, if you were to file an application, you've got no current income to show. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Are you, how are you feeling about your job prospects as we move into the fall? Um, not great. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. You know, the job situation has improved a fair amount, although there's still, sadly, very high unemployment in the country. Um, are you from a job category where it's going to take longer? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. What kind of thing did you do before Corona? A couple of different things. In the past year, I've gotten into um, the entertainment industry. So that's just been completely sidelined. Completely bust, right. Yeah. Okay. So for right now, you're going to need to keep riding on the coattails of whoever has made you an authorized user? Oh, I have no intention of getting off of that authorized user okay. agreement. All right. So as soon as the job situation stabilizes and you've got a steady income going again that's when you should apply for credit is in your own name do you know what your credit score is showing right now as an authorized user yes i just checked it yesterday actually and it was 814 814 yes that's fantastic i was pretty happy about it too wow so uh, if it's your parents that made you an authorized user, they take care of their credit perfectly. I am very, very blessed with them. All right. So the second you're employed again, you should be able to apply for pretty much any credit card that's out there and be able to get it. And how much okay. charge volume would you guess you do in a typical month? Ooh, not not a ton. Um, Two hundred a month, maybe. Okay, very very small amount. Are you a member of Sam's Club or Costco? Yes. Which one are you a member of? Costco. So Costco has its own card that would be a a good potential choice for you. It's a Citibank card. Are you any of the authorized user cards you have? Are they Citibank? It's that exact Costco one. So you're an authorized user for a Costco card. And are you on your parents' membership then? I'm not 100% sure what that looks like, but I believe so. It might be a business account. Okay. So you could open your own Costco membership and then apply for the Costco card. That would be a natural progression. I also really like the city double cash card that's two okay. percent cash back on everything you purchase although getting approval for the city double cash i think is a little more difficult than the costco 
Citibank card. But as soon as you've got a steady paycheck, get credit in your own name. And I want you to have two different cards in your own name, not from the same issuer. So you wouldn't be doing what I want you to do if you got two Citibank cards. Get approved for one of those, then get a card from someone else. If you're a member of a credit union, get one of their cards. And once you've got two cards in your own name, you're completely qualified for credit, fully on your own moving forward. And good luck with the job thing. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.